Welcome back to the Consequences podcast with Paul McNulty and Sean McCreevy. Well, speaking of big hits, tell us about your number one yeah. uh, generated record. Stroke of Genius, that one. Yeah. Which one was that? St. Winifred's. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, Go don't knock it. It's the number one, Pete. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Well, the St. Winifred School was what my daughter and my son went to, St. Right, Winifred School, right, primary school. Right. <clears throat> and they had a choir. Daughter was in it. They used to sing in the church. And because uh, I went to, used to go to Mass. I was a good boy then. Right. And I thought they were really good. And they were trying to raise money for the school for something or other. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, make a record. We came on on a Sunday. They did this album in a couple of hours. Straight virtually down stereo. And I got it pressed and all that because we did that. And it sold just around the parents and thing. Right. And one of the parents knew somebody at Yorkshire Television. Okay. And they played, and he knew somebody at um, EMI, Music for Pleasure. Sent them the album. I think they got in touch with me. They wanted to do an album for kids. Fine. So that's how we started doing yeah. St. Winifred's albums. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got, got budgets and I was producing engineers. This is all right, but dead easy, really. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then. We did some really good, I had some quite good albums actually. Some of them were pretty good, yeah, pretty right. ex- ambitious for children, especially right. the Disney one. I was very ambitious. Okay. And um, anyway, I got a, a tape sent. I used to get lots of tapes in, and yeah. this tape sent, and it was this grandma, love you. And I listened to all these tapes, and the next day, <clears throat> this tune being gone through my mind at night, and I said to Roger, um, our fact told him, I said, you know, this tune's being, I can't, I'm trying to hum it, I said, I can't think what it was. And he said, I want to do something you were listening to. Oh, yeah. Oh. So I played him. I said, it's that one. Grandma. Oh, yeah. I said, it's that one. And I thought, let's do it again. I thought, oh, kids, grandma, mm-hmm. Christmas. You're thinking back to Clive Dunn a few years previously yeah. with yeah. Granddad. Granddad, yeah. 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 So we re- rearranged it a little bit. Right. And, uh, okay. and I got Mike Timoney and the synth, oh, synth player, Terry Foley. The choir just ran through it a few times, learned it. They came on a Sunday, did it. And uh, I thought, right, that's it. I'll see if I can get a deal. Who's it a pleasure? No, they don't to put singles out. I sent it to everyone in my guys I knew. Mm-hmm. And they came back and said, must be joking. <laughs> yeah, yes, right. So, right, right. I thought, well, I'm thinking, oh, my God. And I was more and more convinced it could be quite an interesting. Mm-hmm. And those days you could put a record out yourself. It cost you about 10 grand okay. right. to do it. Mm-hmm. They're pressing all that. I just moved into a new house. I'm thinking, mm, risky. Do it. Risky, risky. And mm-hmm. then... Uh, the guy MD Music for Pleasure phoned up. He said, "Look, he said, what we'll, we'll have a go at doing a single. We've never done one before. Yeah. We got a choir signed up because I'd asked them if they could have permission to do a single for another right, company. Because they, they just did budget albums. Oh, that's all they did. Yeah, yeah Music for Pleasure. Yeah. Music for Pleasure were in every shop, news yeah. agents and everywhere. Well, yes. everywhere, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So they, I said, right. So we did one and forget. Did we have mix, one mix songs on the B side? I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beauty is seven inch records were in a box of." 25 I think mm-hmm. and they very cleverly put what well, the cover was a great cover they designed that and they put the cover stuck on the front so the box opened as a browser oh, and I, I thought it might sell a few and I'd worked out how many I got roughly how many people in England how many grannies and I, I yeah. said you know we, we could sell about waiting on for one and one and a half million three months yeah. I told the yeah, oh yeah you'll be lucky yeah right <laughs> 
And Joe, and that was about Joe accurate. Brown's yeah. guitarist. Do you remember Joe Brown, the brothers? Yeah, yeah, guitarist worked for Music Pleasure as a, you know, you take out guys going around to oh, record yeah. stations and yeah. it. And he said, I think this is quite good. This is, I'm going to try and get it on the Wogan show. He said, no chance. Terry Wogan picked it up, called the Singing Smurfs, and it went straight in the charts at 40 something. I couldn't right. believe it. <laughs> then it went up, up. Yeah. And I used to get these sales figures every day. My office and I used to write them down. I've got a copy of that. I must, mm. must write it properly. Mm. Mm. And I was going, what? I was going to me, the percentage. Oh my God. My God, it was building up and up and up and up. Yeah. And a new car on the off in here. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then it went gold and silver in a day. Wow. It went silver by lunchtime and gold in the tea time. The charts were twice a day that it returns. Wow. In one day. That's amazing. It was a phenomenon, wasn't it? It, it really, really was. was. Yeah. Sold in England 900 and something thousand worldwide. It sold everywhere. It sold about one and one and a quarter million, I think. So that wasn't a bad prediction, one. wasn't it? Kept John Lennon off number Wait, one. That's John Lennon. Being shot. I know. Yeah. I mean, I know you wouldn't have wished that to happen. No. But yeah. yeah. But you know, I, to my shame, I never bought a copy for my grandma. Oh, you oh, oh, Isn't that, does that make me cold-hearted? Well, it yeah. could have topped a million if it yeah. Yeah. I mean the difference. <laughs> well, so many people bought more than one. Exactly, yeah. You know, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. oh, we've got two, one better, two, two, one for each. Mm. Oh, that never happens today. What a genius idea. I know, it was, I can't believe it. <laughs> I still can't believe this day. Wow. You know, and... Uh, it was, and they did Top of the Pops. Oh, that was hilarious. There was one more BBC Top 40 that's coming out before the end of Christmas, right, or the start of Christmas. And the new number one might just be this. It's at Winifred School and the song about Granny. Were you, were you down with them? For oh, yeah, it's all of them everywhere, yeah. Okay. And two of the teachers, and one of the teachers, Eamon O'Neill, well, it was a big presenter yeah, now. Yeah. Radio Manchester. He was, he, was, he was an English teacher then did the football. Right. Oh, Eamon had some hilarious times down. Yeah. Right. Those kids going down to London and taking them in the Science Museum was just a, another <laughs> experience. But what these kids are on top of the pops, which is quite something, yeah. they had to sing it live. Oh, really? It was oh, live? They sang live. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which the people, the, the pop top of the pops didn't want them on. Because right. uh, they, they, they used to own children from these st stage schools. Mm. Yes. Uh, right. They thought yes. they'd be misbehaved. They were like incredibly behaved. Producer right. couldn't believe it at the top of the pops. Right. Yeah. They all came with a crocodile, sang it one take, and they were astonished. Mm. And what were these kids? They got all these stars around. What were they really fascinated with? The, the canteen at the BBC, and they collected the BBC cups. And, <laughs> oh, and the fact that they could get what they want, and it was hilarious, they'll go in these little trays, they'll put in everything, cakes, all that, and they get to the end, <laughs> and there's Sister Aquinas there. You can put in that, you're not having that, you're not having that, you can have that. <laughs> the girl at the cashier desk was just falling about, never seen anything like it. The kids, it brings you right down to earth. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I what mean, a great memory for those kids, obviously, oh, now. Yeah, you know, they, yeah. Oh, they're all well grown up. Well, of course, your daughter amongst them. Yeah, right? oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but they ne we never, we deliberately didn't follow it with something else. Right. No, we just left it a bit. That was a pretty classy act, not to, yeah. not to follow that. Because you would have followed with a lot of tap, really, okay. to be honest. Well, that, there was an album, though, wasn't there? Oh, yeah, we did albums. albums yeah. yeah, quite a few albums. Oh, they okay. sold very well. Yeah. And the... One that I enjoyed the most doing was the Disney, Disney's Diamond Jubilee. And I had to get permission and uh, recorded that. 
some great, honestly, some fabulous stuff. That was a really the, nice album. The Disney songbook with uh, oh, oh. all those great, like, is it Schumann? The, the oh, it's beautiful. No, so, what are those two brothers who write for Disney? Oh, oh I know, yeah. yeah. I know, I can't think of You mean the... Sherman, the Sherman brothers. The Mary Poppins. Yeah, the right. yes, Sherman yeah. brothers, they're fantastic. We did Bridge Over to the Water, imagine kids singing that. That's pretty. Oh, wow. Richie Close are playing the piano. Well, the album did for a few people, that's a quite honest album. Yes. And I've listened to that now, and it still sounds amazing. Right. They had orchestras in it, they got a great budget for it. Mm. And uh, we wanted, we needed a cover, and they sent the copy to, cut of the album to Disney. Europe, UK, was sent to Europe. You've got to get permission to use a single Disney character. It cost you. Right. They came uh, back and said they enjoyed it so much, but they wanted to do the album cover for free. For free? No. So wow. Disney, and that album cover, it's got every single Disney character on it. It's a fantastic cover. Oh, wonderful. Oh. I remember, I remember, well, kind of like a Sgt. Pepper kind of concept. Oh, yeah, every, every character on beautiful oh, album, on in blue. And, I can uh, send you a picture if you want. Love to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fabulous yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like the guy at Music Flesh just said, we couldn't have afforded that. There's no way we could have afforded that. Right, right. And they ended up selling it in uh, Disney World. The Plodder, right. album was sold over there. Because right. right, right. the first time they'd heard children singing those songs, I think. Yeah. And that from there, they did it. Yeah, but ahead of, since. ahead of its time. Yeah, ahead of its time. Yeah, I enjoyed that. And, and has your daughter now got a, a silver or gold disc in a downstairs bathroom? <laughs> no, she's got a... <laughs> no, she hasn't. <laughs> if they had the gold, they went to, they had them at the school. And all the royalties went to the school they got full artist royalties oh, brilliant. full artist royalties and that was spent on the school right. all the school benefited they, they let carpet to the school they got a new library and also they did lots, lots yeah. of work oh, that's 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 like a, a fairy tale story the nicest spin the end was some of that money she bought um, I think it was four incubators for um, some mission or some hospital thing in Africa because she read about these children dying oh. and so she bought and I thought that was an amazing thing to do. That Wonderful, is yeah. And next yeah. time we see that famous clip on top of the pop, so mm. we can think yeah. about that. Because, oh yeah, she yeah. was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was great. And then awesome. we did uh, did an album with. Uh, but then the thing we brought out was, but for the Pope coming, welcome John Paul, which was very obviously a limited thing. <clears throat> and then Mick wrote a great song called "Hold My Hand" for the kids. Right. And it was it came out, and it looked like it could get in the bottom of the charts. And Ken Dodd went and covered it straight away. Big, oh, it's a big um, oh. I was furious about that mm. with the EMI, and they couldn't do anything about it. And he, I even had a go at him, and uh, he said, Well, oh, oh, yeah, if you got on, they did a lot of work for Granada Television, they, they say, when for the squire, when they needed children for anything, oh, right. they always had them. Yeah, yeah, and it was Gordon Burns, I think, we had a scene at 6 30, was that the program? Oh, the presenter, yeah, yeah, the Krypton Factor guy, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and he yeah. had Ken Dodd on, right, and they were talking about this single. And he said, why did you do this? The children have brought this out. And he, his answer was, well, how many people recorded White Christmas? Mm. And John said, well, yeah. that was a hit first. Bit, yeah, a bit on the mean side. It was, actually. it was very mean. And uh, he turned around gone, but he said, well, he said, we asked Sister Christ to come down to comment on this, but she's such a nice lady, she didn't want to do anything like that. Mm. And his sales of Kendall went, plummeted right. and I thought oh, yes that teacher there's yeah, justice it, it, it's interesting you mentioned Ken Dodd there Pete because um, the lovely Pauline Renshaw was very kind enough yesterday just to send me a, a list of some of the records and artists that she remembers from mm -hmm. the strawberry days Ken Dodd is actually 
um, near the top of her list there. Mm. He, he recorded here, did he? Oh, yeah, quite a few. Yeah. What sort of things did he do here? Yeah. He recorded his first first person we had in with. I think he and I brought their mobile stuff down to record Ken Dodd okay. the very first time. We had everything in the studio then fixed up. And then he did quite a few things. Um, I just can't remember. Right. I can't remember. A lot of people, you see, <clears throat> may have had the orchestra things done down in London, but a lot of the artists played all the clubs up here. Yeah. So they'd come in and put the vocals and that, that happened quite a lot. Which was great for us. Right. Sure. You know, so uh, the tapes would literally travel up, up and down the M6. Yeah, the producer would bring them up and we'd play, you know, as Ken Dodd. Who else did she put down? Um, Johnny Mathis, I was really, I didn't know Johnny <coughs> Mathis recorded here. My, my dad's absolute hero. So, yeah. I honestly can't remember. Is it true, Peter? Yeah. I can't remember okay. Johnny Mathis. I really right. can't. She's convinced. But at that time, Maybe she you were on the night shift at that, at that point. <laughs> well, all I can think of it might, it might have been because. We did all the I, all the music for Granada Television, all their pop programs. Yes, everything. Everyone so, had to re-record their uh, tunes, had didn't to they? Re-record, yeah. yeah, with a, an orchestra. I mean, yeah. that's where the trouble lies. Even if you have got the booking diaries, it might just say Granada Television. It probably and doesn't give you a list mm-hmm. of all yeah, the individual yeah, yeah. people who actually yeah. came in. You'd have to watch all the Granada programs. You'd have to go back. Which are probably to, on YouTube. So that's I, 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 you can go back on the archives and you yeah. can see some of the programs and who was on it. Um, I remember that Abba, you know, that was a bit weird. And uh, Abba, did you say? Yeah, they were on with. Uh, we put them on the list. Abba, forgotten about them. Did they record? Uh, yeah, they they did. Um, well, they came here to yeah, with um, vocals or something. Yeah, or? they um, the, the big Eurovision hit. They, we didn't, they, the auction didn't play the track. They had to come in. I that see. They, they brought the tape, that right, backing track. Right. And, we and then they, what, they, they played to that when they appeared on Yeah, screen. and they did do a little bit live in the studio, and that was it. They weren't very long. Right. And, uh, cool. and the... Um, Where is that? Are you actually saying ABBA uh, came here or just the, the, the track was recorded here? No, ABBA. ABBA. That, right. The group. Yeah. They should be on the blue plaque. You missed a trick. Yeah, oh. well, it, no, it was... <laughs> you couldn't put everyone on it because... There was a massive amount of people came in on those times. Wow, so, you, so this was short in 74, shortly after they won Eurovision, when yeah, they were doing be, promotional tours. I was doing, um, yeah, I was doing a lift-off, I was it the lift-off or the first prior lift-off? Probably lift-off, I don't know. Yeah. What well, can you remember about the ABBA session? Not a lot. <laughs> Bearing, they were doing very fast. In, 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 you know, you, you were doing one after another after another. Like I mean, a sausage machine. Yeah, because yeah, Richard was in doing his things, and then the... the, the um, who was that, that, that singer that uh, Des O'Connor? Mm. Did oh. an, see, a lot. He came in to do a Granada session, then he ended up coming doing his album with us. It ended up in the right. producer right. doing so that. That happened quite a lot. Mm. And uh, most, loads of people, when they, they're trying to shoot, oh, want to come back and do. So Johnny Mathis could have been Granada. It could have been a Granada yeah, one. Yeah. I honestly can't remember. Sure. It's obviously kind of one of. One of Pauline's kind of uh, big memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pauline was only here till the early seventies. Yeah, she won't. Uh, she won't, She would have come into the studio that time, but she didn't work at that yeah. time. Right. No. You, do you have any memories of uh, Richard and Karen Carpenter sw- swinging by the place? <laughs> Wasn't yeah. that during the McGear sessions? They, yeah. I yeah. Think. yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they were playing at somewhere in Manchester, probably Free Trade Hall, probably yeah. somewhere. And I got a phone call half nine at night, something. We had, Paul and Paul was there, Paul and Lyndon, but we were doing this album. Yeah. And uh, it was Danny saying, um, and it's all right if uh, 
Karen, you know, Gabs come down to see Paul, they'd like to meet him. Yeah. I said, oh, I don't know, we're in the middle of a recording session. And uh, I said, I'll go and ask. Right. So I went to Paul and said, there's um, a problem, I can't. Paul said, yeah, that's all right. He said, but don't want a load. Just a t- I said, yeah, just the two of them, over there. Right. Yeah. I went back to Danny and he said, well, Dan gone. He said, this guy, Richard wants a word. He said, I thought it was Richard. <laughs> this guy, Richard commented. And yeah, he said, he said, all right. I said, yeah, sure. And he said, what? He said, all right, my sister comes. <laughs> that is true. And I went, I think, yeah, I'll be fine. <laughs> It's all right if my sister comes. Oh, wow. And, uh, That's fantastic. Needless to say, it wasn't just them. Yeah, oh, they yeah. came. They were, and they had the minders and all sorts. Yeah, they had the guitarist Joe Pelucci, who were all really Great keen guitar. to see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, their engineer, well, engineers, them now, which was great for me. And um, right. Harvey, you know, they, they wanted to come in, but it was done. No, you can't just be full. Right, okay. And it was really nice. I mean, yeah, it was nice. They were, uh, but the best thing to me was, now bearing in mind the Carpenters did some fabulous recordings. Oh, yes. oh of course. Right. AM yeah. Studios was wow. Yeah. And pieces of this story a few times, don't you mean? And uh, their engineer, and I can't remember his name. Roger, Joe Roger Nichols, huh? I can't remember nothing, no, their, their engineer. Because they did all the recordings, he did the, he went on tour with them as well. Yeah. I think a lot was, there's a lot of tapes as well used, right? Yeah. And he started looking around the studio and he said, you know, how did you get that drum sound on particular 10 CD track? He'll know what track it was and I can't remember. And he explained the track, he said, yeah. I said, how did you get that echo suddenly? It appeared and then the drum, and I said, was it the echo and then the drum appeared? I think it was the echo, you heard the echo and then the sound so of the you, drum. So is this your back, your reverse echo? Reverse echo. Can I ask you about that? It's on this. Is it? You've read my mind. No. <laughs> So he's asking me, and I said, yeah, we recorded it on that, that track, then, then transferred to the track, added full echo, and then put it back in. He said, that's brilliant. Yeah. And I thought afterwards, there's this guy who's recording the best studio, one of the best studios in the world, asking yeah. me how he recorded the track. <laughs> Did Tony Peluso nick your DI guitar sound? I might well have done. Good guys to love, yeah. Right around the same time, wasn't it? It was, mm-hmm. and I think you... I think you and Eric were already using that with the hot leg stuff. Right? It was straight into the desk. Yeah. Where did that come about? Because it's a. It's yeah, I've got an amplifier. <laughs> I think it was accidental. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, put it in there, some jacks on the side of the desk for DI. And what it did, DI, oh, so it was just a way someone could play in the control room without yeah. having to yeah, go yeah, in the yeah, studio. Yeah. <laughs> We're next to you while something's going on. And I don't know if it was a mirror. We, we, when we plugged it in, put it in and went to a channel and we had the gain up full of something on there. Yeah. And it went, this, this, wow. Yeah. Kind of a unique distorted sound. Yeah, it was a yeah, yeah. distortion, but you could understand what it was. Yeah. Well, so that a lot, a lot of the great yeah. sounds are done by accident. Yeah, yeah. of course, of course. It was, it was just so groundbreaking and so 10cc, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he probably did because they were asking a lot of things. Have you heard the. Um, reissue the Magear album there's some very some fascinating bonus tracks there's a track where 
Paddy Maloney is setting up his pipes. He's talking to Linda McCarty, but I think your voice is on there, yeah. kind of getting it set up. Have you yeah. heard that? No, I haven't. I must oh, you, yeah, well, it's I must on Spotify. It. We'll get you. Right. Uh, it's, there's a couple of extra tracks. They're just called yeah. Paddy's Pipes 1, 2, and yeah. 3. Yeah. And uh, it sounds like your voice just kind of micing his pipes Probably up. is, because I was thinking, where's the sound coming from? <laughs> yeah. I never recorded the middle. I play that again. Oh, oh. Yeah. I think I had two mics on that. Right. Oh, and there was a lot of us saying, but he was just playing anything. You know? Yes. Yes, he was, he was kind of mercurial, wasn't he? He was oh, just away. Oh, yeah. Sounds great, though. Yeah. That's a lovely album. It's though. a beautiful yeah. album with great songs, and yeah. uh, the band sound fantastic, and it's beautifully produced and engineered. Yeah. Oh, it really just... stands up. Yeah, that was quite something. And you had Viv, Vivian Stansel, was, um, was he near as well? He's on the record. I don't know whether you were um, here at the same time, but he's... Yeah, everyone... If it was on, I was engineered it, there was... Yeah. He's, he's there. There's all sorts of people popping in. Um, there was... Uh, we recorded from 10 in the morning till about 10, 11 at night. They used to get around about 10, because they were staying in Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. At a house there, and uh, it's on Mike, Linda and Paul, back, back with a guy drove them back. The group, group was staying at the Hallmark Hotel. Okay. <laughs> Which was amusing. Um, and it was, just, you know, it was just good, and he came up with all different cars sometimes, and mm. in his Lamborghini once. <laughs> Perhaps in the alleyway at the back. <laughs> but the it, mood must have been supercharged in the building. Oh, yeah. You had the 10 CC boys doing sheet music, weren't yeah, it? Yeah, upstairs, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were doing it same, yeah. And they was were, there a lot of to and fro between them, rubbing shoulders? Yeah, they had doors because they were swapping, or they'd be going and they'd be arriving a little bit before and they would chat, listen to what you've done now, and we, we did this, playing a bit of that. And then it got with the equipment, starting to use the same amps, and it yeah. was just easier. And yeah. uh, apart from the drums, I think they swapped the drums there. Jerry Conway's Jerry Conway. on the Wall Street Shuffle, isn't it? Yeah, I think, Jerry Conway. He, he didn't join Wings because he was session musician with Engel Humperdinck, was it, or somebody? Right. And he preferred right. to stay with him. Okay. Really? So he, yeah. he was asked to join? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. that was the formation of Wings, that man, that session, that album. Yeah. That was yeah. the idea yeah. of trying to Jimmy McCulloch's first Jimmy McCulloch and Denny Lane, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I yeah. think that was, they were just, they just lost their original drummer and guitarist yeah. at that point, so they yeah. were just sort of auditioning. Yeah, brilliant. And they had the... Yeah, Linda was very good, actually. Latterly, there's been a bit of a... Um, uh, a change in emphasis. People recognise that she was such an important part of the, the Wings harmony oh, yeah. sound, well, but I know that she she wasn't the most accurate no. singer. No. Can you talk about how how can you remember how those harmonies recorded? How you incorporated her into the mix? Sails in the sunset, fireworks explode. Motor plane plows through a night on the road. The vocals, lead vocals were done by Mike. Yeah. Would Paul often sing along with him? Paul okay. would do the same thing. Right. And then, I'm sure, really like, when there was a few of them doing vacuum vocals, we'd all be around one mic. Okay. Some, sometimes Paul would do one thing and then Linda might do it on her own mic. Right. Her own track. Okay. I, I honestly got it. And without me, Really listening to it, think trying to drag my memory. Yeah, you've got to remember this was this was took took 
five weeks was it the album it took a long time five yeah. six weeks yeah um and we might be recording one track part one then we might move to another one sure that's what tends to happen Sure. She did quite a few little synth things as well. Right. Yeah, yeah. She mm. was playing mm. the Moog, was it the yeah. Moog? Well, the Moog and the she had another, there was another synth. I'm sure she had another one. Okay. I'm going to say, I remember two. Okay. Sure there was. Mm. Were the um, orchestral sessions done here? Because yeah. there's a track called Sea Breezes. Yes, all done here. Beautiful arrangement. Mm. That, yeah. Including, because there's, on the McGear box set now there's a track only version or rather track and vocals with no orchestra but that terrific arrangement with the, the saxophone at the end sort mm -hmm. of rising to the that was um sax player as a liverpool player um that's it um brian jones rings the bell right. was he the guy in the undertakers the band because i know there's confusion i know obviously brian jones famously in the stones yeah, but there yeah. was a brian jones sax player, sax player think, yeah, in, the, in yeah. the undertakers yeah might, yeah, might right. be yeah okay different liverpool he knew new mike yeah that's a great track hmm. yeah um and there's there's a track with must be lol playing the gizmo i was just no. going to ask about that one no no that's paul playing the gizmo is that right oh okay Mm. On it, there's a couple. There's the, the first gizmo was used when we after we'd finished all this album, we came back and did, on the end of the album we did Liverpool Lou with the scaffold. Yes. And the solo in the middle is a gizmo. That mm. the first time Paul played the gizmo. That's Paul, Bolton. not Low. Not Paul playing the gizmo. Ah, yeah. very interesting. And, uh, yeah. He played the gizmo. And uh, there is that um, receipt given when mm. Paul took the gizmo. Yeah. Yeah. So showed he did take one because mm. obviously he had to fill in and sign to say he'd taken it. Mm. So. That's mm. really interesting, and as far as we know, that's the only appearance of a gizmo on a hit. Yes, it is. Mm. Yeah. And it's Paul McCartney playing yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. What did you make of the gizmo? Did you think it was amazing? Or just to contract, just, just, just to annoying, yeah. annoying because it was difficult to get. It was the idea is great, not so easy to play. No, yeah, we right. not Paul so and I um, recently bought one, and yeah. it's, it's an absolute bugger. To yeah, play. Like the wheels keep breaking, yeah. the springs bend, and is yeah. it a new one you bought? Well, it's a, a second-hand one, a, a Gizmotron, Gizmotron from the states. Yeah, yeah, the kind of the revamped mm. thing. Um, they're supposed to be better made than the original, but it's still <clears throat> so fragile. The, uh, it's, it's used a lot of consequences, obviously. Of yes. course. Um, and it took ages. To, you know, it yeah. was, and, I, and unfortunately, it's one of the things that broke up 10cc in a way, but you know, in a way, in the end. Yeah. Mm. Um, they spent a lot of time on it with a guy from University, John McConnell. Yeah. Um, mm. But it was the, the only hit single, yeah. But what annoyed them was, you know, stuck him. <laughs> when they did Top of the Pop scaffold, obviously it got to number one, didn't it? Liverpool, yeah. No, top, yeah. top ten. Lily really? the Pink was a number one, but it was oh, a top okay. ten hit. Yeah. yeah, right. The solo bit, knew what to do. And right. John Gorman had a box with a handle on it, and he was just winding it. <laughs> yeah, this is true. And at the end, end of the solo, an egg popped out. Right, okay. <laughs> Long Ken were not happy. Ooh. Not happy yeah, because that That's could, a have been, advertising. could have been a promotional yeah. thing. Right. They should yeah. have been. It's a pity that none of them played in but, but I think Mike could have pretended to play yeah. it mm. anyway. Right. But he just winding it like that. <laughs> with a, with a help with a World War One helmet on the side. Gorman, later of Star it is was, of course. Oh, very big star, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh, so was the Gizmo a challenge to record? No. 
Just like a guitar. Yeah. Right, okay. More of a challenge to play, play I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Did, he, did he play it, sorry Paul, sorry. did he um, plug it through an amp and yeah, effects yeah. or oh, yeah. DI or? No, just straight amp. Yeah. I don't remember that, just put it in. You can put effects on it, it was a bloody effect on its own right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but all Paul did was he played, he played the tune. Yes. But he can turn his hand to anything, can't yeah. he? Yeah. You know. yeah. Amazing, amazing yeah. Yeah. musician. I mean, just comes and comes up with ideas. Yeah. Well, he should do. <laughs> He's enough experience, hasn't he? Let's be honest. And, uh, yeah, um, and I remembered from the Billy J. Kramer days, because we were having a chat over the multi-track once about the days, and out of the corner of his eye, he saw Linda come in control and said, well, they were good days, weren't they? He said, yeah. Leave <laughs> <laughs> it like that. OK, OK. Yeah. And, uh, you know... And yeah, it, it was good. But what I liked about Linda was she was very down to earth. Mm-hmm. And on, it must be a pancake day. She bought a little stove. She mm. started making pancakes. Or <laughs> oh, nice. In, in the studio? Me. In the studio. Well, in the room, not in the studio. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Room. Nice yeah. So, you know, yeah. my wife used to make uh, sandwiches. And then Linda brought sandwiches in, and that's the first time I ever, ever tasted Hellman's mayonnaise. Right. Really? I think we're quite new then. Yeah. Right. I think she's this? credited on the sleeve. Was his wife called Ange? Or Ange? Ange. Angie's Butties, An- I think. Angie's Butties. Angie's, yeah. Angie's um, Pate Butties. Okay. Marvellous stuff. Amazing. Marvelous. It was great. You didn't go out to eat. It's got the, oh, they're all for a drink. The Waterloo. <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Waterloo pub, which is obviously mm. now long since closed down uh, was that a, a, a watering hole where all the musicians used yeah, to go absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We, credit to him we went in there one eating for a drink probably about five-ish and there was a few of the regulars in Paul went in went in for a drink and Paul must have been probably ten regulars in Paul said drink he said guys guys a drink you want a drink fella and in credit to them all, they just had the pints or whatever. Mm. Nobody said, oh, I'll have a triple brandy. No, nobody did. Okay. And they didn't bother him at all because they were just... Yeah. And I thought, yeah. well, that's something. Do you yeah. think maybe they just didn't recognise him? Well, they didn't recognise him. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's bloody Paul McCartney. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Fair yeah. And there's a great story where they said a serenade in a couple at the bus stop. Oh, yeah. yeah. About Peter that. was telling us about that. Mm. Yeah. Their faces. <laughs> I was just going to play you Eric's message um, that he recorded for the fan club convention that was in the Waterloo because he mentions the Waterloo one yeah. but I've got to okay. find it Andy. first we Andy. were there was this 98 yeah so yeah we were there you gave a talk Pete oh we did yeah. oh yeah you and Richard Scott oh was it I thought it was I was wondering Zeb, Zeb White as well was yeah, it yeah Zeb was there and that Liam who was writing the book at that time yeah. he gave a chat yeah let's see if I can find this file because I recorded it from a tape right oh yeah that's, I was came with Linda, the new wife came with me okay. and, and all these girls came over to me <laughs> how did that go down <laughs> I didn't know what was happening <laughs> <laughs> blimey do you know yeah I don't know, I don't know any of them I don't know any of them after <laughs> Don't know him, you know. Pete, can we ask you about the um, the Neil Sedaka uh, session? Oh yeah. And I'm I'm fascinated about <clears throat> how um, 10cc kind of gradually sort of, if you like, formed during those sessions did, that did, yeah. we, we've read. But yeah. What what was that like? And what was it like seeing 10cc appear yeah. before your eyes? Well, it was the, the, Neil Neil was the most amazing musician mm. singer you could imagine. Right. I'd pick him up in the morning. I think he was staying at a hotel near the airport. Right. 
Yeah. Bear in mind, I've been playing at night in, yeah. I don't know what nightclub he was in, somewhere or where. Uh, was it Batley? Batley, right. Club, I think. So yeah, he's, yeah. About, <clears throat> he's picking up about 10 of the morning, because I live nearest to the airport. Okay. Did take me there longer. And I always walked in, and there was a cup of coffee, right from a cup of coffee, all right, people, and that. And it, right, straight into the studio, straight onto the piano, they started playing songs. Right. Mm. I'll never forget one morning he just walked in and uh, he said, I've got this one to do. Yeah, so been tuned up. Yeah, it sang Solitaire, I think. Oh, that's, awesome. a, that's a great song. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great song. And I think they will admit whether they will or will now, I don't know, but they learned an awful lot. Yeah, they said, oh, yeah. a lot. Yeah. And that's when Graham had joined because he just wanted, he was doing a, yeah, Canada Street Boys and Moven, I think, didn't they? They were promoting him. And he needed to make this, he's got some written some songs and to have some demos made of them. Yeah, We're yeah. not these poor guys. And I unfortunately, I didn't do a lot of the engineering unless, unless I was playing guitar. Right. Because I was, forget what I was doing, another one at night. So that's what I was doing at night. We were constantly non stop. Yeah, yeah sure. I was shattered, you know, when I think about it. And um, yeah, it, it was great. And it was an old piano, but it wasn't, it was second hand baby grand. And he just wow. made it. It's just amazing. Wow. Great. One, one take wonder we heard. And you'd well. always oh, right. sing and play together, yeah. right? Great. Yeah. And a lot of when that album came out, what was the first album called? He did two, didn't he? He did Solitaire. Solitaire, Solitaire was the yeah. first one, and the second one was Solitaire. Solidays are over. And uh, it was played on the, don't know what, what, big radio one DJ, somewhere, and they thought it was an American album. This played oh, okay. in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. Didn't, and then when they found out, was strobe in Stockport. It's like, yeah. what? But it's got that wonderful, it's not a glossy sound, but it's pristine, it's isn't pristine. it? Perfect. Earthy, yeah. it's just yeah. solid. Eric and I were a great believer in solid centre for the stereo, the bass and the drum centre. Yeah. And, and we, never believed, we never believed in that stereo, wide, wide stereo. Yes. Something's totally hard, left as hard, right? Mm. Unless it was an effect. Yeah, it's like a vocal Mo- coming from yeah. one side. So it used to be spread a little bit. Yeah. So it was more natural. Yeah. Yes. And you told them a story about Sid Lawrence. Have I made a mistake with the echo? Oh, no. no, please. Oh, if please you ever listen to, it was the first or second, maybe the first Sid Lawrence album. We had, we had one stereo echo plate. Right. And I'm trying to visualise the band. Let's say that... On the left-hand side is the brass, trumpets and trombones, the right-hand side, saxes. Mm. So it's supposed to be left-hand side, echo on the left, echo on the right, trump, trumpet. Mm. And I'd, when I'd, my, my, and I'd go, just cross it the wrong way around. Easy yeah. to do, pan the wrong way around. And I was, we were mixing one, and I said, oh, hang on a minute, I've done it wrong, I've got the wrong way around. And Sib went, no, no, just a minute, just a minute. Lee, hang on a minute, no, that's right. I said, well, no, it's not, because the echo for the brass is coming out that side. And he said, it's exactly what you'd hear in a concert orchestra. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Concert hall, you would hear. Yes, the bounce, bouncing off the walls. You would hear it, yeah. yeah. So what he did was, we sort of panned it slightly in, because it was a bit unnatural in one way. Yeah. Okay. So, that, so it gave it a sense of space, maybe? Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. that, so that shows you, that was a sheer accident. Right, yeah. yeah. Of, of, of that, I mean, I'd, I'd love to come back to the 10 CC, but I, I, I was really wanting to talk to you, Pete, about about Echo, yeah, because it's something I really admire. It's on Hot Legs. It's mm. it's really mm. um, evident on original soundtrack, and especially the How Dare You album. Mm-hmm. There's this wonderful delayed reverb, mm-hmm. and what I wanted to know is that 
Do you think you kind of pioneered that sound? And was it one echo unit or did you side chain a reverb and we delay unit together? It's an amazing effect. Mm. We had two, two ANT plates, one mono yeah. and one stereo. Okay. We use the echo plates a lot. Yes. And I think we used to put twice, so we used a mono one one, then when it was transferred over, we'd add some of this stereo one. And that's probably what you're talking about right. there. And, did, and do you think that signal was fed through a delay unit as well, so that you get, you, you'd have probably. a sound like, and then you'd, um, half a second it would be, yeah, yeah. It's an amazing sound. Yeah, yeah, we always used to put them. It always oh, be going through probably a limited compressor as well. We always yeah. used to do that to punch it up, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, used to do lots of experiments, and we did a lot of experiments with an echo, you know. Mm. Lift shaft was used a lot as a you know, natural. Um, we had another echo unit. We didn't have a lexicon, we couldn't afford anything like that. They were quite later, actually. AM, it was an AMS unit as well. The AMS, we had the first one. It was made by a company in Burnley, wasn't it? AMS? Yeah. And I think we had the first one. We, was that a reverb or a delay uh, unit? Well, it was a sort of delay com yeah. compressor. It was a, okay. an effects unit. We'd Often you'd do a sound and forget how you did it. Yeah, of course. Right, yeah. You'd, you'd be doing things on the fly, wouldn't you? Really? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You, yeah, you, you know. It must have been frustrating. So there were times you, you couldn't get back to something because Sometimes, it was just what you... Yeah, those set it just happened. A lot of times with mixes, because we 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 had um, a monitor mix channels on the deck. So we had the decimal main channel, and the right-hand side of the web, there's a monitor, so when they recorded something, they could go through that, they could hear what they'd done. Yes. And you do a mix that's gone up for the headphone mix, really. Mm. You know, that time and time again, trying to do a mix, and we, it was, in the end, they used the monitor mix, because it was just dead right, because right. it felt right. It was just happened at the time, and it was right. Right, right. And all the, so that, that was, and that happened a couple of times, you'd use a monitor mix. Because as you go along, the monitor mix, you'd be done, and you'd just tweak it a little bit, tweak it a little mm -hmm. bit. And of course, the fallback system was quite unique. We had which Tony Cockle invented with speakers in the in the live room. You mean? No, oh no, we had speakers, but no, there was um, they were very rarely used. They were only used for, there's a lot of people playing needed it. We had this this Formula Sound Q4 and Q8 system. <coughs> you heard them, haven't you? Yeah. Well, that's we. Tony was above us, you see. Yeah. And he came up with this idea and made a box and we tried it. That's great. Make some for us and that's that. And so suddenly and asked and his phone said, Right, you've got the bass on this channel, that channel is this, this, this. So they could they could basically oh, I want yeah. So they were doing their own little headphone mixes. Yeah. So and I think that was quite unique at the time. That was great for the artists. Yeah, even even now you mm -hmm. you you're starting to talk to the engineers, say, yeah. Oh, you know, give me a bit yeah, a bit more kick or whatever. Didn't have Wow, what a brilliant thing. We had a we had a producer's button. Sure. Yeah. That didn't do anything. Oh, I see. Yeah, uh, there are story, famous stories about Brian Wilson. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, his, uh, his dad, Murray Wilson, used to come and interfere in the studio, and they built him a little mm -hmm. producer's console. And it, with, it? Oh, yeah, right. with, with uh, a couple of knobs that did absolutely nothing. <laughs> Brilliant idea. Yeah. It used to be a bit left-hand side, a little button. Yeah, that's it. And it was, uh, used to say, well, I want more. And more, I want more kick, more, more. Just something special. Just 
keep pressing that to you. <laughs> <laughs> and he used to do it, and I said the volume up, turned it very slightly, just reading up a little bit. That's it, that's it. Right. Listen, let me tell you something. Yes. When you guys get so big that you can't sing from your hearts, you're going downhill. 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 So I was too loud, but we wanted to make him sing with confidence. He needs uh, it. That doesn't make him sing with confidence. He can't hear you turn the knob. Well, I've protected you for 22 years, but I can't go on if you're not going to listen to an intelligent man against many people that try to hurt you. Are you okay. going now? Pete, we've got just a little bit of more time left. Okay. Can yeah. you tell us um, a, a, a little bit about the what you remember of, of the kind of the, the genesis of, of 10cc and, and when when the, the four of them kind of realised they were 10cc? What was that like here? Was it an exciting time? Oh, yeah. They'll... <sighs> exciting is a strange word to use, really. It was a, a bit of an eye-opener time. It was just <laughs> everybody, they sort of gelled and got on. And then they got the situation where they'd... <clears throat> like Eric had right with Graham, or with Kevin, then they swapped round. Mm. And they, so the ideas came about from all, all thrown about ideas. Mm. And they often come in and say, What do you think of this? What do you think of that idea? And I'd be, I'd say, Yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> I mean, I was tied out of my head. I mean, yeah. I, I was doing things and I was recording virtually everything else until we got. Some of the, like Martin Lawrence was able to take and do some of the sessions. Mm. And Chris Nagel with Martin Haddock. Thank God. Because I had to do the first sessions with all the Joy Division on it. And I thought, what is this? It was just, to me, and not not my sort of thing. Yes, yes. I was, but, but most engineers have got very Catholic taste. You've got to have. Yes. So I was recording from choirs, jazz bands, big bands, folk bands, single artists, mm. everything under the sun. And uh, and Eric was there concentrating. I was lucky. But was, if they hadn't done that, Eric did odd sessions as well. But sometimes I'd take I'd have holidays sometimes. Yes. Yeah, but um, on the whole, it was mainly. Because they had a lot of writing to do, yeah. and let's be honest, they were spent a lot of studio time, which was they had to pay for the studio yeah. like anybody else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had to pay. Like I, when I did Grandma, for example, you had to write that anyone did something, you could you could do a session, didn't pay. You wrote down how many hours. Yeah, you have to be honest about it. Yeah. and then if you got a deal, you paid the full rate. No, yes. no discount. Yeah. So I paid the full rate for Grandma with a grand total of just under four. No, just under five hundred pound, four hundred right. something quid, yeah. and it sold one. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I'd recorded them quick. <laughs> no. Tell us a bit about recording Joy Division. You said it wasn't. What can you remember of those? Oh, sessions? I just, I just couldn't. Well, I don't, and I, I can't. It was just strange to me. Mm. Right. I mean, it seemed nice. I got to know them quite well, obviously, because in the studio a lot, and they were they were nice guys. They were, you know. They were all, all really good. Martin was great at first, but off, well, well no, not fair to go. And sometimes I just couldn't get my head around what on earth they were doing. <laughs> um, and the words, words, sounds, and weird things were doing. Mm. It was very experimental. Yeah. Martin, Martin could visualise things in his. I don't know how he did it. Right. You know, I couldn't have had the patience. Chris Nagel did. Right. All good for Chris Nagel. He did. Um, I, well. I, that was time. I don't think he, I think he was in a trance. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I did I did very very little to do with that. Very little engineering on that. Um, 
wasn't my thing. Sure. And I ended up doing some weird, weird demon. That was another one I had to do. Sisters of Mercy. I'd be playing, I think, and I used to drop everything up. And I used to, I didn't have earplugs in. I, to, I found one, but I think I did actually put something. And this, this what was it? Stone record somewhere. Somebody stone from somewhere the Midlands they were from. Demon, weren't they? Oh, came a lot. They had lots of, I did some amazing stuff with some people. Right. Tice Van Leer from Lotus Before. With oh, yeah. oh, oh. From Focus? Yeah, they played um, Belair or Ravel's Bolero. After that, after Tall and Dean, okay. he did it, played the flute. It was astonishing with a wow. full orc, but big as orcs would get yeah. him. And the drummer was Dave Hassel. And he had to hear that. I don't know how he did it. Mm. Full stop. And it was virtually. Did a little bit of run there. It virtually one take. It had to be. There's no doing that. You couldn't edit something like that. No. This time. Great, great, great sessions I did. When did, I think about it now. Did you do anything on Mandala Band? I know Dave, no, Dave no, Roll's project. Dave's Dave Roll's project. Yeah, okay. I know I didn't okay. much on that. But you were involved with the Ramesses uh, fantasy <laughs> sessions, weren't you? <laughs> I was listening to that uh, in the car the other day. Uh, it's uh, it's an interesting record. It's that's a very for sure. interesting record. They're very interesting people. <laughs> <laughs> very interesting. Yeah. Again, I'm sorry, but I just, I mean, I don't think anybody quite knew what was happening. To be the truth, no. Right. Half the time they sit in the studio talking, and I'd be on the desk. They say, "You still desk while we do chatting, try and come to ideas and things with playing instruments off the cuff." Right. And I'm sure thinking. <laughs> 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 the best thing of that is the album cover. Yeah, yeah it was the right. church, church, church yeah. up the road. Yeah. Church up the road. A Roger Dean cover, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, fab Dean, fabulous, yeah. fabulous. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was a, it was a central eating salesman. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a reincarnation of Ramesses. Second, third. Third, I was going to say, but his wife was supposed <laughs> to be Selkett. It yeah. sounds like the. Um, 10CC are having fun on that record. Yeah, they're, they're really, yeah. They're they're really kind it, of yeah. pushing boundaries and just having some fun making noises. Oh, yeah, there been a lot of noises, yeah. Yeah. We found some... Uh, we had some carpet. Oh, we had the carpet friend of mine supplies some carpeters and did the big bamboo things. Yeah. And they knocked some of the things out. And they play, like a did You can hear some of that sound going in the background. Yeah. And blowing through, lying on the back, blowing this piece of bamboo. <laughs> some crazy thing. Yeah. Crazy thing. Milk bottle, me it's a milk bottle. Sounds a good sound. Yeah, was that yeah. you playing a milk bottle on the anvil, man? Mm. What's that? Dink! Mm. I always thought it was an anvil. It's a milk no, bottle, is it? Milk bottle. Okay. And there's one. There's a bottle on the. Give me a bottle. Oh, yeah. um, on the run, baby, run. Run, baby, yeah. run. Yeah, I think there's a. Might, some no, kind of bottle. Might, might have been. I don't Sounds know. like a wine bottle. To yeah, me. probably. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, and my on desperate dam, my mate Rob Morton, the dam who played the tambourine, but. It's, it's the offbeat or on beat, one or the other. It's not entirely the wrong beat. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's good. But uh, Desperate Down was an hilarious track to do. Yeah. 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 It was a single in yeah. Europe. Was it? Yeah, I don't think it was a hit. No, I wonder if thought Maybe so. it came close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, one of my favourite tracks was Sandy McVeigh. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles yeah. Atlas course because I'd taken Charles Atlas course when it was about eleven or twelve, and so Kevin Godley won't admit you knew it's you know hands and the greatest expression piece hands like ham, knees like trees, yeah. two hundred pounds of surfboard Hercules. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's yeah. the tape box. Mm -hmm. Something in my face. goes into that fabulous Beach Boysy bit in the yeah, middle, doesn't yeah. it? Big fans of the Beach Boys. They were, or you were. 
Yeah. 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 Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they brought rubber bullets out, and they said to me, "This is a new single that lads have done. It was ten cc, wasn't it? Yeah, because he must become ten cc." And she went, "Oh, we can't put rubber bullets about Northern Ireland. I said, yeah. We Northern Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, she, oh, yeah, the lads. So, yeah, because she knew us and knew them. Because we used to put play on some of the sessions, you know, unbeknown to." Aisha was the presenter of. I'm not allowed to say this now, aren't they? Everyone, yeah. yeah. She was the presenter. And she used to do one song. Mm. And always at the end of the session, the musicians couldn't be bothered. They would just because they all wanted to go. Yeah. And, and especially with doing a country one, and so what we used to do, she'd go and I, I did so, and then Eric did so with the guitar, and we used to put guitar solos. Mm-hmm. And it was this is country roads we were going to ding with Atkins to Eric, <laughs> and the next day, the guitarist Les Les Beavers, and we didn't know. I used to have to go down the next day. The day after we recorded them, yeah, to Granada, and he walked in the sound control room, just miss, and it's all and he's listening, and I think, I, oh, I can't remember the name of the sound guy at Granada, Dave Brassin, that's right. He didn't know done this. He said, "Nice guitar playing." He went, "Hmm." <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking, thinking, oh. and he didn't say when he was been thinking, "I didn't play that." <laughs> and uh, I've done a few of the tracks. We'll let it all out in the interview. She went, you naughty boys. So, well, you, you know. Everyone so was, she was an aspiring pop star, was she? she, she, yeah. she that was a deal she had a... She, had a, she was in UFO. I remember, but, I mean, how could you forget? My Paul. son is watching those as we speak. Oh, OK. He's dug out the DVDs, really? yeah. yeah. She oh, was really. a shadow operative, wasn't she? Was, she? Yeah. Yeah. she was uh, <laughs> not a bad singer. She presented Aisha Brough. She was married to Peter Brough, whose father was... Uh, but about uh, your man, Art Andrews, but Peter, but his father was Peter Bruff. Right. Her father was Peter Bruff, and the son, uh, his son was called Peter as well. So she's married to the son of Peter Bruff, it was Archie Andrews, the puppet. Oh, which right. you can imagine was like a lot of. Okay. It must have been horrible for him at school. That was before yeah. our time. Yeah, I think you've actually losing found me something. Yeah, that was actually Andrews. before our time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. He's a nice guy. Take a word for it. He's a nice guy. She, she was a lovely girl. We'll Google it later. Yeah. Yeah. She, was a, she was a lovely girl. Yeah. She was very nice, yeah. actually. And the shop used to stay over at our house because Paul used to like it. She got on Melbourne trees. And stuff. She was nice. Yeah, nice. Peter, you, you, you're in the process of writing a book, aren't you? That's right. Well, I did a PhD on strawberry, so um, the kind of nucleus of the book is there. Mm. But PhDs are very kind of academic, um, and you have to put some kind of academic spin on, so the book will be a lot more about the history, <clears throat> about how Peter ends up starting strawberry, what mm. his kind of formative years kind of steered him towards mm. um, recording studios. So... We are recording interviews now, yeah. um, and I'm just finishing writing the first chapter. But yeah, got some good photos in it as well. And some good photos as well, yeah, Peter's early years. He knows more about me <laughs> than my wife, well, no, that I know. He comes up with things and says, did I really? <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible what, it, I mean, I just find it astonishing. What does PhD mean, by the way? What's it? Doctor of Philosophy. Oh, that's what it is. PhD. That's what PhD stands for. Oh, 
Yeah. Yeah. So, I left school chat. strawberry is a but philosophical pursuit mm. I never knew I'd be in a museum piece either <laughs> uh, I left school when I was 16 then I had a qualification in midlife right <laughs> well I did I could have got I could have got three GCEs one was music one was geography one was I think it was history I think can't remember definitely music and geography yes and my, the headmaster at this school Severia College said they're not good to anybody might as well get a job that's mm. what they did in those days mm. So if only you could have got a proper job. If only I could have. <laughs> Mum, I did it. I did it, Mum. Yeah. And I'm proud to say I've never been out of work. I wouldn't, no matter when I, when I young days, mm. I would not. I remember walking in the Dole office and sat there and looking around thinking, oh, no. oh she's not having this. Yeah. Mm. I went out and got a job. I yeah. can believe that, Pete. Yeah. You're too industrious for that. That's well, right. yeah, you know, why... why I, you know, I couldn't live with myself, mm. you know, and... Uh, no, you know, I'd be bored. I'm, I'm about bored now. I'm retired and I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still dabbling? Do you do bits of recording? Well, no, I did at Gulliver's. I had a, Sorry. When I was at Gulliver's theme parks, we got a little studio going, oh, yeah. uh, but ma making all their shows and everything. So yeah. I wrote the scripts and did the recording. Yeah, yeah. Did loads of tracks, songs for them, which got some sessions because they live local. Family, two sisters and a brother and another brilliant track. And they're still using them after all this time. Uh, yeah. And it was only a little 16 track Aka and a little Modest. Oh, it was, right. That's, uh, yeah, I think the kids were. That's not. It's, it's around here somewhere. They've got, well, it was, they, they, they've got one in Warrington, oh, one in right. Matlock, one in Milton Keynes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. So yeah. that's a chain now. Yeah. Was it like, a, like a, an ADAM machine or something? One of those digital yeah, tape things? Yeah, well, it's for. Um, for, for smaller kids, isn't it? It's specially designed. Well, yeah. it's going to get up to about 14, 15 yeah, yeah, year olds. Yeah yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Great. And, uh, yeah. I just went there because I, I had a own Camelot and everything. I was shipped there and everything. And they got dead hunted. Mr. Fitz, family owned. They put uh, me up. Okay. And I, I was there for 16 years, I think. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Then I got a fed up deal with the public and at the studio. And it all came about because they did the animated bear shows, but from America. I needed to do a show and they were going to charge something like some phenomenal amount of money, mm. $50,000 or something. I said, I can, we can do that ourselves. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I'll get some singers in. No. All right, that's never what I let myself in for. Right. <laughs> and that's how it all started. Oh, then yeah. the band, they did it all then. I said, you need to program all these animatronics. What? Hmm. Oh, the actual and it was all electrosonics. Stuff, right, put, yeah. wow. They gave me a little control list with four buttons on it. And oh, That's a long story. Mm. I, right. I spent a week doing one show. <laughs> and it was great fun. And I used to do all this, still using the scripts, and things. I still write scripts for them. Yeah, okay. yeah, but I won't go. They, they had to get in the end. I retired when I was seventy. I said, oh, Julie, you've got to get somebody else in. Right, right, you right. know. And uh, they did. And uh, um, young lad, um, and apparently he's straight from the Sound College, which so is computer thing. Right. And even town said it. So well, he must be good at it. It's, not quite, this, you know, he doesn't put the little bits he used to put in the show, little background, little effects, little little joke, little things. And I said, well, how old is he? And he's something like 23, so what do you expect? Yeah, you <laughs> Good heavens, you know. Mm -hmm. No, you can't do it, you know. I used to always put jokes in, you know, yeah. like with the world, a false cow in thing. A false cow? A cow in, one of the pantomimes. <laughs> oh, right. yeah, a cow, you know, a cow outfit. One of the yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget which one it was. Whatever, whatever pantomime had a cow in it. And oh. I came to the neighbour that called it Cow Pat. Oh. Where's our Cow Pat? But no, it's only adults got it, you know. Boom, boom. Uh -huh. I'm always saying. Do you want to hear the end? Yeah, 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 please. Can I just. Uh... Yeah, so this is for the convention. Oh, sorry. 
that he so must say, have, that, say that again for this me, is please. for the 10cc fan club convention so this is eric providing a message uh, hi this is eric stewart calling uh, i'd just like to say uh, hi again and congratulations on the first 10cc convention at the waterloo pub um, I'd, I'd like to ask the landlord, has he got his PRS license yet? Because we once asked him before and um, we didn't pay for our beer because he wouldn't get his uh, PRS license. So ask him, has he got it yet? Um, may I wish you all success and thanks again, Phil, for doing such a fantastic job with the fan club. Please give my love to all the fans. Ciao. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Brilliant. Wish I'd been there. Yeah, you missed that, that That's one. That's it. I did. I really wanted to ask you, what what record are you proudest of? Oh dear me, that's a terrible thing. To good. Say. Yeah, it's good oh, I, 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 Can you single one out? I always liked on the Gear album giving Greece a ride. Okay. Yeah. I always like that one. Kind of um, a T-Rex type sound. Yeah, it's, it was just a lot of fun doing it. Right. That was a great album too. There's a lot of songs on that I liked. Um, probably the one that's got a sticking, that's got to be I'm Not In Love, thinking like when I think, wow, what yeah. we did, what yeah. we've done on that. Yeah. Um, I wish I didn't, well I couldn't have engineered a lot, but you know, sure. nice to have been involved and the studio and listening to it and all that. Yeah, um, yeah there are a lot of great records and yeah, sure. it's it's hard to say because there's some, there's, there's some nice people in recording and did some great albums with Mud for some yeah. cracking records with Mud. Yeah. And uh, it's very hard to put your finger because I did so, so much. Mm. And they can't say, yes, I like that one, I like that one. Yeah. Of course, grandma's my favourite. No, it isn't. <laughs> no, it was just fun, that. Was well, maybe say. say you were you were busy, you were too busy <laughs> knowing that you were making music history that you, you absolutely <laughs> you really were. I know, I'm, I, I, I just still can't believe it. And what surprises me is you talk to people, I've got people brought to who know, but my sister lives in Australia, but she's coming over tomorrow for three weeks. Yeah. And you found oh, nice. that. He, he, it's a long story, but I thought it was like, it's different, Maureen, it's a new film, long story, anyway. And he saw it and he said, oh, I'd love to meet you, he said, you're my hero. I went, what? I've never seen the gastric. And he said, and he just rattled off everything we've done. I think, have you been telling this? And she hadn't at all, you know, wow. sister. And, and a lot of people, it said, they remember, if you had some recording studios at the time, in England, they remember Abbey Road and Strawberry. Yeah. And those are the two they remember, which to me, it's amazing. That's quite an achievement. It please. is, because you think of the other studios, Dillane Lee, Lansdowne, yeah. Island, Island. fabulous studios. But this broke away from London, right? This was that significant was for all sorts of reasons, and yeah. one of them, perhaps the most important reason of all, it gave a, it gave a presence outside of London. Yes, it did, there weren't yeah. any others, yeah. yeah. And then it started to spring up, which was great. Because yeah, exactly. London was, let's spread it out. There's a talent up here. A lot of people couldn't look forward to go down to London exactly. to record. Exactly, yeah. And I wish it was all still going, and I wished <laughs> that I could have got that deal. Well, I had a deal going, but long story. 
oh. with a major record company to fund it all. Right. Uh, but I couldn't tell anybody else because we were waiting for their end of year accounts. They couldn't do anything until then. Right. They were basically going to pay for the running of the studio. We could offer free time to any groups, anyone. And they, then they, this record company would get first crack at it. Okay. If they didn't like it, they'd go anywhere else. Same thing, publishing as well. Which label was that? I'm not, I can't say. It's oh, okay. yeah. All right. It was, but it's a big, was a big one, one of the big ones. All yeah. right. You can have, there's only a few in there. I think it, it began with Epiphone. <laughs> <laughs> Made a dog or something. Like that. Um, <laughs> but that's, uh, and I couldn't tell the other partners because right, right. they would know they'd want a lot of money to do their part of the share and I was prepared to sort of say they were going to, they wanted to have 50% yeah. they'd all got a bit you know, but it would have kept it going but there were all sorts of things they were Martin wanted to go off and you know, oh it's long stories sure, anyway yeah. but if it had happened we would have carried on. It could have still been absolutely done. carried on, wow. and a lot of new talent would have had a great opportunity. Yes. Um, so some must have been lost. Some's happened because ever since, and I got very upset when it went uh, bankrupt. And Tony Wilson, because <clears throat> I was at Granada Tours then, right, head of entertainment and all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we used to do a thing up front, live up front, and Tony and I were chatting on the New York set, the New York Street set. And it just happened a few days before, and I said, I'm really upset about it. I knew Tony very well, because mm-hmm. of the factory, because I give him the first deal so he could record at night, don't pay unless you yes. get a deal. Right, got the next going. minute, <laughs> yeah, got the thing going. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I haven't got any money. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and he, I said, you know, it's gone bust. And he said, Peter said, have you had any hit records out of there since you? I said, I don't know. He said, no, they haven't. He said, didn't that sum it up? Yeah. It's yeah. not. It's the people who run it. It's the, it's not not a cap run by accountants. It ain't going to work. Yeah. And he was. And I thought, oh yeah, right, Tony. That really, yeah, teared me up. And, yeah, yeah. And I was very upset when he passed away. I couldn't believe when I saw the photos of him. Yeah, he, he died way too young. He's a great, great guy, Tony. And uh, anyway, so that yeah, it sort of put him right. Okay, it can't go on forever, but yeah. it could have done. Yes. But they kept it going to get their name, which is nice. Yeah, they cut, they're, they're very aware of the legacy here, aren't yeah, they? It's, yeah. uh, it's, you can feel it in the walls. It's yeah, great. Yeah. 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 Well, Pete, can we say that it's been such fun today, oh. and thank you so much for sharing all those so many stories. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. All right, um, pleasure. And uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure for us. Yeah, thanks thanks so much. Cheers. I look forward to hearing. been listening to the consequences podcast produced by paul mcnulty and sean mccreevy thanks for listening